0: welcome to the 28th episode of in markets with kr this one's going to be a weekly special and i wish i could have you know uploaded this faster sooner but unfortunately i was just too tied up in ca work and you know my training and you know let let me just say or rather ask you guys how, how many of you have uh, faced some really 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 irritating CAs and I don't know with all due respect to those guys my father's a CA my grandfather's a CA some of my you know best friends are CAs but I, I just don't get them man I mean especially with the ones that I've dealt with they are just so 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 off I mean I, I honestly can't really point uh towards a particular thing but anyway this is not a uh, Uh, a kr rants podcast this is an indian markets with kr podcast so without further ado i will get back to nifty and it was it was not a good day Uh, not a bad day either minus 58 points that's that's you know pretty average especially considering that we've seen much much bigger moves uh this week but uh, in terms of the day it was it was definitely very very tight i mean the day's range was around 100 points or so so and and it was almost perfectly in line with what we saw yesterday so almost perfectly within uh, yesterday's price movement price range so that 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 was nifty and of course without further ado as always let us jump into the 10 minute chart So, you know, at first glance, the 10-minute chart of Nifty, Nifty 50, that is the index, not the future. Again, let me just clarify that, let me repeat, you know, before anyone just asks me that question. So, you know, Nifty 50, the index, not the future. So, yeah, at first glance uh, of the prices of the 10-minute chart, it almost looks like a mirror image of yesterday i mean not exactly of course but almost a mirror image anyway and we see that it opened at a gap down it filled in that gap almost immediately uh you know the very next candle and from there it faced uh resistance from yesterday's uh, you know yesterday's price level and then it went down you know took some support and resistance again is that this is pretty much a very decent cycle i mean You know, it went up, filled in that gap, faced some resistance, went down, took some support, went up, faced some resistance again and went down. So that was that. And, you know, again, this is based on the pure uh, price chart, you know, zero retracements, uh, zero indicators, you know, all of those things, nothing of that, nothing of that sort. Basically, Uh, as I have tried to do now in the past few episodes, but when we do bring in the retracement, and the retracement would be the same one that we've been using yesterday and the day before. So I believe that is the the first or the second day of the week's uh, retracement. So when we do retrace that, you know, naturally yesterday's uh, levels are still very important today also. And unfortunately, I'm not able to, you know, actually uh, share those levels with you because I am not looking at a chart right now and you may ask me that hey why i mean after all isn't this podcast all about analyzing charts but i mean obviously yes it is but then the thing is that uh, it so happens that not only is my charting platform server down for maintenance but also chart inc's uh, server is under maintenance right now and i really 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 want to get this episode out as soon as possible so I'll be referring just to my notes and this is definitely a first for me. So, we'll see how this one goes. What I will give you in return is, you know, hopefully a much better episode, a much more in-depth episode tomorrow uh, featuring much more on my analysis for not just Nifty but also more of the stocks because at the end of the day this is not nifty with kr this is indian markets with kr and that indian markets are uh, you know have a lot more a lot lot more than nifty of course so anyway you know dig- without digressing further so the that that's what the pure price charts say and that's what the retracement say when we do get the indicators into the picture though we can see that there was some 8MA support and, you know, some, some play by 8MA, but it was honestly nothing too important. And, uh, you know, again, similar to what we saw yesterday, the moving averages were not too uh, good of an indicator today. Um, Interestingly, the day closed below 200MA, and, wow, that's crazy, right? We we, we saw Nifty's just shoot past 200MA, Uh, last friday i believe and now hey it's it's back below it again and no that does not mean that nifty is back down to those levels uh below eleven thousand. what it does mean is that that thousand point move was enough to shake the 200 ma line you know just just in crazy crazy ways so now it's now it's at that level uh honestly though i mean i do not feel that it's such a big deal Uh, especially since on the d chart on the daily chart uh, the price is well above 200 ma so that that honestly is not too much of a concern in my opinion Uh, on on the 10 minute chart on daily chart it would have been a different picture so speaking of the daily chart let's move on to that interestingly now when we look at the daily chart we see that yesterday's price levels and yesterday's open and yesterday's close were you know important levels for today also and i believe i had mentioned this in yesterday's episode if not yesterday definitely in one of the previous episodes that uh you know hey it's it's important to look at the previous candles level also because when we are talking about you know resistances and supports the previous candle's resistance and the previous candle's close and the previous candle's high are all very important levels for today. So, uh, and that, that is actually what we saw on Friday. So, you know, that's that basically. Uh, again, unfortunately, I'm, I'm really, really disappointed and I'm really sorry that I can't show you, uh, you know, uh, the chart. I can't really share the levels But this is going to have to do and and actually interestingly what happened was that after I got done with my analysis and my analysis is generally done a few minutes or rather about half an hour to one hour before actually recording these episodes. At that time it was working fine. But apparently now when I log into, um, you know, the, the platform is showing me that the downtime is from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. And let's be honest, I'm not going to wake up at 4 a.m. and give you a very, very late episode. So that's that. And yeah, I mean, coming back to the daily chart again, digressing a lot this time. But coming to the daily chart again, uh, the resistance and and support levels were again very similar to what we saw yesterday. And in that way, it was a very narrow day. I mean, I wouldn't say it, it was range bound or flat at all. Uh, a minus 58 point is definitely not uh, range bound or flat by any uh, you know by any metric so it it was definitely neither of those what it was is you know a bit too narrow in terms of range so basically a narrower range but an average uh, overall sort of displacement shows that you know the day was not too Uh, indecisive and that that's my reading obviously that uh, you know the day was not too indecisive essentially uh, because when when we're talking about an indecisive day it it may go down 100 points and then it may jump up 50 points and then it may jump up even further by 50 points taking the overall day's range to 200 points but when we're talking about a narrow range it it may be because of two reasons. The first reason being that the day's movement was not that high. The second reason could be because the day was pretty decisive about which direction it wants to go. So after the second time it faced resistance from uh, yesterday's price level, and if my memory serves me right, I believe that price level should have been at around eleven thousand five seventy or so. Between 550 and 570, perhaps. Um, Again, not too sure. All I'm staring at is a blank screen. So, uh, quite possibly about around those levels. And this was just above yesterday's close. So, just above previous close. And by yesterday, I mean Thursday. Let me clarify that again. So, just uh, above yesterday's close is the important level that I'm talking about. And from there, when it took resistance from the s for the second time, uh, you know it was quite decisive. It was it was like, hey, you know, I'm definitely going down now. There, there are no two ways about it. No supports, no nothing, just a down movement. So that's what we saw, and because of that, the range was also limited a bit, and that is also what we see on the daily chart because the daily chart candle is a lot smaller, or rather, considerably smaller than yesterday's scandal again yesterday meaning thursday so that that shows that while it was not uh, while the movement was definitely narrower it was also a bit more decisive than you know usual because you know af- after the second resistance it just went down almost con- continuously and yeah that that's pretty much it in terms of the fib level uh it it so happens that i haven't noted it down here in my analysis but from my memory alone i think that it it's still somewhere around there i believe that um i'll just have to, uh, I'll have to think about it for a second here uh, yeah so i i believe it's still at support or it, it's somewhere halfway so i, I don't think that it's uh, at you know, a proper significant level quite yet. And, you know, again, flatter day. And I believe in in earlier this week, or I think on Wednesday, or, or in Wednesday's episode, I had mentioned that, uh, you know, when we are talking about such a big move, uh, the moves which follow after are going to be smaller, and they might be very indecisive. And, You know considering that it it's honestly not really a surprise that we've been seeing so many random movements here we've been seeing some positive days some negative days some very flat days and when you think about it the index has almost been shocked by such a massive massive uh you know sprint thousand point sprint so because of that it's it's you know some amount of uh you know hesitation some amount of indecisiveness is very very natural so you know we are going to be seeing something very similar to that i feel in the future and you know coming to the future what better way or rather there are better ways but a better indication than the daily chart is going to be the weekly chart so let us move on to that now when we're looking at the weekly chart one thing that is very very apparent is that the resistance uh, from the previous consolidations and i believe this is earlier this year or the end of last year is very apparent uh, yeah i think that's the level this this is just bel- just uh, before uh, nifty hit 12000 levels so approximately at 11700 if my memory serves right So the resistance from that level is very very apparent and we can pretty much almost confirm that because we did see a breach of 11,700 minutely and then it just went down. So uh, you know pretty apparent nothing nothing no rocket science there so that's what we saw and the good thing and you know there is the resistance is obviously not really a positive thing But the good thing is that 220 ma uh, support is still there. It's still very much there. And, you know, purely based on the chart patterns that we're seeing, it honestly looks like a start of an uptrend, not quite, uh, you know, a start of an uptrend uh, purely based on the Dow theory, which is higher highs and higher lows so it does appear that we might see an uptrend and again purely based on this theory but you know honestly I feel that it's a bit too early to say at this stage especially because today's uh, week did have a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, impact or a lot of influence from the massive gap up that we saw on Monday so again. I I would honestly wait for a bit more time to really, um, say for sure if it if it is an uptrend or not. Till then, you know, I I'd I'd actually just observe, and uh, definitely the intraday and the swing positions are there. But until unless I actually see a proper pattern being formed, and again, I wish I could see the pattern here. I wish I could actually tell you that hey, this is the level where I'm looking at. you know if if it does breach this then you know quite possibly i feel it will be an uptrend but i i just can't at this stage tomorrow hopefully so again it does appear like the start of an uptrend and you know if the present resistance can be breached then you know we we may be able to see some pretty good moves and fortunately i have included the level this time And, you know, this is actually because there is a 23.6% FIB level on the weekly chart, on my weekly chart. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't tell you where, uh, you know, which swing high and low I've taken. But the 23.6% level is at around 11,565. So based on that, you might be able to recreate the same retracement on your chart. And I encourage you to do so because it will help explain... You know what I'm going on about, so do do that. And you know, if it can breach 11,565, and I mean breach as in close above 11,565, then I feel that we may just be on to something. And do not forget, we still need higher highs and higher lows. So we need a high that's higher than this week's high, we need a low which is higher than this week's low, or rather last week's low so you know that that is something we need in order to really uh say that hey you know according to the to the dow theory it does shape up to be an uptrend so that that is the weekly chart pretty much again very brief uh, but i i honestly do not have any other option at this point uh, moving on though to the nifty 50s gainers the very first gainer here is an interesting one airtel and you know when when i'm looking on the weekly chart of airtel i see 374 being a very important level and that's because that is a longer term support and as we know once the support is breached it becomes a new resistance so 374, I feel, is a resistance now for Airtel, and if we do see that breach, uh, if we do see a weekly close above that level, we may possibly see some good moves. Fundamentally speaking, though, and fundamentally, I mean news-based, not really, you know, the balance sheets and the valuation, Uh, news-based, Geo Airtel, Vodafone, they've spent $30 billion on 5G networks and some, some investment related to that so again positive news if you think that airtel has a future i personally feel that if we do not consider uh geo airtel is that d- does have a pretty bright future so you know i've been speaking to a lot of people who really really recommend airtel a lot so that that's that's honestly unusual to me because i would have expected vodafone to uh you know be the top competitor to geo but that that does not seem to be the case and the revenues the market share does agree with that so that that's airtel on the daily chart though it, it's it does look like a bit of an uptrend again according to the Dow theory so not quite though because if my memory serves me right i think that we aren't seeing higher lows or we, uh, we aren't seeing higher highs we're just seeing higher lows so that's Airtel the next one is Bajaj Finance all-time high resistance somewhat uh, and again on the weekly it, it does look like a bit of an uptrend and Bajaj Finance again it wo it, it gave a pretty decent signal earlier this week so if you would have uh, sort of uh, hopped on that train you would have made a pretty penny by now The next gainer is kotak bank very similar pattern to what we saw with bajaj finance you know with the all-time high resistance sort of coming into play so that's kotak bank and the next gainer for the day itc if we look at the chart a quick quick look shows us that 50 ma resistance is definitely there and that that's fine you know 50 ma resistance not as strong as 200 ma resistance that that's the positive way to take uh, you know all this resistance so itc there's that again unfortunately i can't help you with the price levels the close the closing price the percentages but hopefully 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 i know i'm repeating this but hopefully that'll change tomorrow and the news based factor for itc might be that morgan stanley suspects or rather predicts or rather calculates that there is a 46 percent upside to this stock so again you know i I, i'll try to i'll try to speak more on this towards the end of this podcast uh, because i have a few thoughts of mine that i'd like to share about all of these valuations and about all of these news forecasts so do stay tuned for that the day's losers now so the day's losers list is being topped by india bull housing finance and so in my analysis all that i've written is lol like lol because that's literally my first reaction when i saw the price and when i saw that this was again a part of the day's losers so you know talking about the charts I, i almost remember it now because it's it's been in the losers uh you know thing for so long But it's still very much in the support zone according to, I believe, 2014 Uh, price levels, I'm not too sure. News-based events, Delhi High Court has ordered some plea or something, so not really a good thing for India Bull Housing Finance. What I can say with certainty is that we will not be seeing India Bull Housing Finance in the top losers at all. Why? Why? why you may ask the reason is that it is now being replaced by nestle and i think it has already been replaced by nestle because nse's website does not show it in nifty so you know technically we will not be seeing india bull housing finance in the uh, you know top losers list of my podcast so that's 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 definitely a good thing for india bulls housing finance because it will not be featured on this list but it may not be such a good thing for the investors in that company so there's indiabble housing finance the next one again uh, a regular here vedanta limited you know we can see that there is retracement resistance zero percent retracement resistance that is so from the swing high but 8ma support seems to be there so you know hope is not lost the next one z limited another regular here and you know from what i see 270 price levels looks like a very very strong support because we've seen that pretty much the past two weeks have have taken support at this level so if we do see that happening you know we might see some big moves from z limited unexpectedly However, if it does close below 270, significantly below 270, I am not sure. So that view might be broken at a close significantly below 270. So do keep that in mind. The next one is Indus and Bank, 200 DMA resistance. And that's all that I've mentioned here. The next one, Tata Motors, oh god it pains me so much to see this on the list but you know again unfortunately it has somewhat become a common uh pick here a common uh you know feature here but it seems to have lost its battle against the 50 ma and unfortunately it is below the other ma's also that's 20 sma and uh 8 sma so it it, it it saddens me but my job here is to give you an unbiased view and my unbiased view is that there are support levels it's in fact at a support level technically it's also at the tick average but i don't think that really helps Uh, but it is at a support level however you know it's it's honestly too early to tell whether it's it's actually going to act as a support and the reason for this fall might be because there are reports that jlr's uk factory is going to suspend production for a week and that is not particularly you know inspiring news confidence inspiring news but it is what it is in my honest opinion i feel that tata motors again they they really 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 have a lot of potential and honestly some of that potential might just be going to waste the you know and and i'm being as blunt as i can here uh the reason for that is that there are just so many strategic partnerships that they can do there's just so much more that they they can bring uh to the indian market it's it's just not happening and i'm not too sure why uh their new car their new altros if i remember the name right might change that but again i'm not too uh, sure because there are other cars like the harrier they were extremely promising before they launched but when they did launch it was it was sort of like a half-baked product so i feel until and unless tata can really really pull up their socks on that i i doubt i really doubt that they'll be seeing a lot of success in the indian market uh international markets though you know jlr pretty good especially in the uk markets with the defender launch uh the uk is definitely definitely a big big fan of the defender and uh that it it may just bag government contracts you never know it's that sort of a car it's it's extremely iconic supposed to be very very good on off-road so that's the defender again i i i can talk about this without looking at any chart because i really really love cars But, you know, that's Tata Motors, unfortunately, uh, not doing that good in terms of the price, not doing that good in terms of where it's placed on the chart. But in terms of future prospects, and this is is a company that I I can actually speak about because I know about the industry, it does not look as bad as it looks on the charts. So that's my honest opinion on Tata Motors. And now for sort of like the bonus segment that I have and that's completely my views on you know trading in general, on the stock markets in general and you know this time it's about uh, how important it is to pick your own stocks after you you actually know what you're doing that is and how important it is to not rely on BS analysis. So the very first uh, incident I'd like to just you know share is that the other day and not the other day i've been getting these spam calls uh quite literally calls for the past few weeks now and basically i say quite literally calls because they're literally saying that hey get our free call service we'll give you x calls per uh, week and then you will make millions and millions of rupees but the thing is that you know all of these people they're they're just trying to fool you i mean I'm, i won't say all just to you know be politically correct in a matter of speaking I, i'll say most of them most of them are here to fool you and the thing is they don't really have any skin in the game and they'll just say that you know hey our our uh, our calls are the damn best and you know you 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 basically get rich and i was like i'm you know cool i've 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 just you know seen so many people offering these call services I'm, I'm honestly too sick and tired of them but this one really caught my eye and this is honestly sort of a funny story because this person after i obviously ignored all of their calls and their messages they decided to say that your your silence uh, speaks a lot i can say that you've lost millions in the market rally this uh, week and i and it, that just cracked me up so so much because these guys they essentially target uh you know people who are very gullible people who do not really know what they're doing in the stock markets but want to you know make money in the stock markets and the thing is that what they generally say is not always right i'm not saying that all their calls are wrong i'm saying that most of them or some of them might be wrong and you might lose a ton of your money because of these things and honestly the way that the person said that hey you know your silence speaks a lot i can say that you've lost millions a it's not true thankfully b it's it's honestly so arrogant and it it honestly disgusted me because they are trying to play on the emotions and on the fears and on the insecurities of, you know, regular people. And that is just incredibly wrong. Uh, I, of course, uh, said that, you know, okay, if that's what you think. I, I honestly don't care if that's what you think. And I, I basically send them a ton of laughing emojis. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just extremely disappointing, extremely sad. And it's it's like the sad truth now that you know so many people advertise such fake bullshit and so many people actually subscribe to it and they said that hey 15 day free trial but then after the free trial ends they'll they you know you you'll end up paying through your teeth and that that's just something which which pains me so much and that 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 brings me on to my next point if you even have the least bit of uh, you know, bent towards the markets. If you have at least a somewhat of a, a, you know, a strategy, try to build on that. And there's just so many free resources out there. This podcast being one of them. That you know, y- you can you can make you can take good good trades purely based on your own skills and purely based on your own readings and when you actually do that hey i'm not saying that you will get a hundred percent uh you know your your right to wrong ratio will be perfect what i'm saying is that when you actually take take your own trades when you're actually in the markets rather than you know depending on some others calls you have a lot of personal interest and it also sort of pushes you to improve yourself and i've seen that happen a lot that you know, hey, it's all of these news channels and all of these call service and all the broking, uh, all of the brokers also who, who say that, sir, ye buy karo, sir, buy today, sell tomorrow. So many telegram channels which are there. I honestly, I mean, I'm not saying that all of them are wrong again, but most of them are, or rather, a huge chunk of them are total bullshit. And when you actually make your own analysis when you see it working and when you see it not working and when you actually you know make those changes it will go a long long way trust me all of those call services all of those uh, telegram groups might be here for now they might be here for a few months they will not be with you forever the only thing that will be permanent is your analysis is your reading of the markets and that is why I encourage every single person who's listening and every single person you know who's listening and actually wants to uh, get into the financial markets make your own strategy, make your own system and stick by it back test it paper trade all of that is fine, but you know put put some get get some skin in the game you know if it's one stock buy one stock if whatever your risk appetite is, just do that and Learn by executing. You can you can analyze all you want. You can, you know, on paper you might have the best darn sta- strategy there ever was. You know you can you can make uh, two x the two x returns every single day on paper, and that is possible. But if you aren't executing, you are neither uh, you know learning more about that strategy nor are you in getting any of the benefits of that strategy. All you are getting is an ego boost and that is not even tangible. That's not real at all. And if if you've been in trading for some time, you know that an ego, a very strong ego can go a long, long way in destroying your career. So, you know, I just wanted to get this out there uh, because it had to be said, I feel so you know that and another quick quick disclaimer that i've been wanting to give whatever i whatever i say here are purely my thoughts opinions and based on what i've experienced and uh, you know i you know this not a lot of people listen to this podcast yet so you know i just wanted to get this out there very first at the very beginning that you know, hey, all of this, my opinions, my thoughts, my experiences, not expert advice, or, you know, I I do have some experience, I do look at the markets every day, but not expert advice at all. So, you know, if you are taking any trades based on all this, take them at your own risk. And I do not mean to, you know, discourage you. I do not mean to uh, say that I'm not confident in my analysis. All I'm saying is that you know I will not be accountable in any way for you know any profits you make or losses. Even if it's a profit, I I honestly am happy for you, but well, it does not matter to me because uh, you know that's just how it is. This is a podcast purely informational and uh, as you might have noticed, conversational. Uh, but that that this is just something that I've been wanting to say. You know before the next thing i know that i've got 20 million lawsuits on my head or some some crazy stuff like that just wanted to share this and this applies to not just this episode but all of the episodes that i have and will have so again very quick disclaimer and very quick rant also so again i hope this was helpful I'll do my very, very best and level best to give you a much better episode tomorrow. And yes, I mean tomorrow, Sunday, Uh, you know, a proper analysis if I can. And till then, I would normally say happy trading, but unfortunately, the markets will be closed. So happy analyzing.